name is Suzanne Legrand, and this is The Shaman's Notebook. Today, my guest is Ariane Lloyd, who is a conscious channel. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. I am so thrilled to be able to talk to you because over the years, I have listened to many of your channelings, and I'm wondering if to start, you could tell us a little bit about what a conscious channel is. So the way it works for me, and each of us does, has a slightly different experience of it, the conscious part of it means that I am aware of what's going on while it's going on. Uh, I'm not part of it. I'm not actually participating in it. My consciousness is off to the side, hanging out on the wall somewhere. Um, and it just uh, creates a space in me for spirit to come through and talk to you. And it is what comes through me as a group energy that I call the guides, because that's what they are. They totally guide us. And they are full of wisdom. Uh, they know us impeccably. They know exactly what to say to each individual and how to say it in order to convey what it is that they want to say to that person in a way that that person will hear it. And um and then sometimes the, my ability to sort of listen in to the session is good for the, the client or the group because sometimes I'll see pictures that I can describe to them afterwards after I come out of trance. And sometimes um, I can uh, help, uh, help them understand some part of the reading that, that they might not have gotten clearly about. So it can be beneficial. To, to the fact that I'm conscious. How is it that you got started doing this? Uh, gosh, it's been about 30 years. Um, do I even remember that far back? Uh, now, this may actually freak some people out, but the truth is that I started doing this by playing around with a Ouija board. Hmm. And in playing around with a Ouija board, I was given the information that I was to work it alone which I did for a little while and people would ask questions and the planchette, the little gizmo on the Ouija board that moves around would just whirl. It, it, it went from early on actually spelling things out to just whirling. And then I would kind of hear, I don't really know how to describe how I got what it was they wanted to say. And then I would say whatever it was that I heard. However, I always felt like I was in the way. And I didn't like that I was in the way. And so I decided to stop doing it. I'd done it for maybe a couple of years. And I just said, no, I'm not going to do this anymore until I can get out of the way of the process. And so about three to five years, I don't really remember the timing of it went by. And, and uh, various things occurred and various studies and various practices that I got involved with. And one day I was with a friend who was eager to try it again. And she brought out her Ouija board <laughs> and, and, um, uh, and I didn't need it. Um, I did, I, I blessed my body before I start. And I went through my little two second body blessing and I was in trance and it was entirely different from what I had been doing before. And it was very exciting and it was very um, clearly the real thing. I was out of the way. It was very amazing. And I've been doing it ever since. And how did you know to do that? I mean, it, it just kind of came to you that that was the, 
the method or the way of doing this that got you out of the way? Well, oh, I don't know. But here's here's the thing <laughs> about well, now it's probably about four years ago. I suddenly realized that this started with me exactly a month after the harmonic convergence in August of 1987, which was a time when planets were aligned in a very specific way to sort of um, bring on the age of of Aquarius, the age of peace and, and harmony. Um, and lots and lots and lots of spiritual and religious leaders were gathering all over the world to herald the coming of this particular era. And so there were meetings all over the place and the, the energy of spirit was very, very strong. And so, and it was almost exactly a month after that, that my friend said, well, let's try it. And this all happened. So I, I don't know. I again, no, that's the only thing that I've ever been able to think of that would explain what was different between this and what I had been doing before. So when you started channeling and you started channeling these guides, were there some things that helped you to discern what kind of messages you were getting and from where? Mostly it was my own sense of knowing and the feeling of awe and amazement that I would that I would feel as I was listening to what was coming out of my mouth. And it was also the way the people I was channeling for responded to the channeling. They resonated with what they were hearing. They were hearing truths about themselves. They were being seen for who they were, for some of them for the first time in their lives. And that brought joy and sometimes it brought tears and it was so real for them. How could it not be real? Um, How do I know it's spirit? Um, I don't know. How do you know anything? I just know. I know because when I think about it, like right this moment as I'm speaking about it, I am filled with love and that's spirit. Um, So that's how I know. I don't doubt it for a minute. I've never doubted it. People used to say to me, aren't you afraid that you will leave your body and not, and they won't let you come back in? And I can understand people's concern about that, but it was never a concern for me. I've always had absolute trust in the integrity and the co-creativeness between me and spirit in this mode. And um, it's um, it's just... It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> what can I say? Over the years of channeling the guides, have you learned anything about them specifically? My understanding was that there were five entities in this group. Um, I did a, a psychic fair probably within a year of having started this. And of course, there were many other psychics of different stripes there, and we would read for each other. And it was really a lot of fun. And one of them actually described, she could see them all standing behind me, and, um, and which I never have. Um, and she was able to describe them. Um, and so that's just what I always assumed it was, though, is that there were these five entities and they joined their energy together in order to bring wisdom to other people. 
Um, so it wasn't until many years later, I was doing a group and somebody in the group asked some kind of question around that same topic. And the guides um, <laughs> informed us all that they were now a huge, massive group of entities that sort of come and go and that they do this for their own development as well as to serve us and to serve God. Um, and so they come for a period of time, whatever, for their uh, service, I guess. I don't really know how to describe it. And then they'll go and others will join. So I have no idea how big the group is. Um, but for people who know Abraham, I just say it's a little bit like Abraham because Abraham is a large group as well of spirit entities. And, uh, but they've never given me a name like that. So I just call them the guides. Well, I'm wondering if we could do a little bit of channeling now just to give people a sense of the guides and the kind of messages that come through. Absolutely. So what will happen is I will have a glass of water. It takes absolutely no time for uh, the guides to come through. And um, they'll have something to say. And then Suzanne, feel free to ask whatever questions you want to ask and we'll see what happens. Okay, great. Thanks. Have a good time. And greetings, beloved entity. It is a joy to have this opportunity to chat with you in this format. And we should do it more frequently because it can be extremely useful to a lot of people. What we want to just say very briefly, just at the outset here, is that we encourage, encourage, encourage everybody to begin to learn to trust themselves in their own instinct and in their own internal voice, to begin to go within to find the answers to all of the uh, conundrums and dilemmas they find themselves in, because you have already within you everything you need in order to live the life that you want to live. And we invite you to have the courage to explore that truth for yourself so that you can be happy, because that is the point of your life, is to be happy, because being happy opens you to experience and experience opens you to growth and evolution into more. So be it. Bless you all. So what would you like to know? Well, the first thing I would like to know is just to follow up to that question, to what you said, which is I have heard it said many times that you have everything you need within you. And I think that a lot of people, including myself, struggle with, well, how, what does that mean? How do I find it? Um, we, we tend to look for answers outside of ourselves. And I'm just wondering if you could give us some um, guidance for how we go about finding the answers within ourselves. First of all, the reason that you go outside yourself for answers is because that is the way you have been inculcated over the centuries and lifetime after lifetime. You have been told by those who would control you that you don't know anything and I am the expert so you listen to me and you do what I tell you to do and all will be well and that is the way you are controlled and so from a very early early age you are um, convinced over time to stop listening when you are very young 
probably for most people, even before they can speak, they are connected to all that is, and they have all the answers, but they can't share them because they don't have language. They only have sensibility and feeling and expression. And it is very frustrating until they get to a point of language. And at that point, of course, it's already been largely drummed out of them because that is the only way people can have any sense of control over you. Heaven forbid that you should be free to be exactly who you are moment to moment. And so entities such as ourselves come to speak to you, to try to encourage you to begin looking again at the mm, truth of who you really are. And that is that you are divine beings brought into human experience. And you have heard this before as well. And so the way that you begin to reconnect to the truth that you are all that is already and that you already have all that you need is you start with the breath. You start by giving yourself five minutes a day to focus on the breath. Doing this is not really about breathing. It is about focusing. It is about learning how to give yourself a laser focus so that you can then mm, mm, expand beyond a simple breathing practice to asking the question, first of all, what do I want? So you breathe for five minutes and you pay attention to the breath coming into your body and going out of your body. And you pay attention to the sensations of your body as this is happening. <clears throat> and then after, and you set a timer and a little bing, your little timer after five minutes. And after that little bing, you breathe for another moment and you ask the question, what do I want? And you just allow to come into conscious awareness whatever comes up and whatever comes up is the answer for that moment and it will change and you keep asking the question and then you ask the question who am i what is my day meant to look like today and then you breathe and you see what comes up into conscious awareness and slowly slowly you begin to trust yourself you begin to trust that what lies within you already knows the answer. And the way you do that is you follow through on whatever pops into conscious awareness as a result of asking the question. And initially, it might be a little silly. It might be a little ridiculous. It might even be shocking. But if you will follow through, you will tell that voice within you, I trust you. I will listen. I will do this. I invite you to get stronger and bigger and more apparent. And it will if you keep practicing it. You do this then throughout the day when you get hungry, rather than grabbing whatever it is you've prepared yourself for lunch or a snack or whatever. You ask yourself, what will satisfy this hunger? And you breathe. And you see what pops up into conscious awareness. Because maybe it's not food. Maybe it's not drink. Maybe what will satisfy this hunger is to go barefoot in the grass for a minute or so. You see how that works? And so you do whatever comes up to do to the best of your ability. 
Now, we're not saying that you've got to disobey the law or uh, encourage others' anger or fear by some of the maybe crazy things that pop up, but you at least acknowledge in your mind, I see what is being asked of me, and I will imagine myself doing that so that you tell that voice, I believe in you, I trust you, come again often to guide me. And you see, that is the other thing that makes it so difficult for people to listen to themselves is that you are taught not to trust yourself. You are taught all the time that you are wrong in feeling how you feel. You are never wrong in feeling how you feel. And when people tell you that you are wrong to feel what you feel, either you respond to them out loud or not, but in any event, you reinforce what you feel with the thought, I have a right to feel what I feel. And I am right to feel what I feel. Now here's what I can do about that. So it's about feeling the feeling. It's about hearing the voice, feeling the feeling, taking the action you can take. It is a practice that will allow you to begin to trust yourself enough to entirely guide your whole life by what you hear from within. Not what you hear here in the mind. The mind will never, well, seldom tell you the real full truth. Your body will always tell you the truth. So you must learn to listen to your body. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. And it's interesting that I think there is a connection between trust and, or distrust and, and your body. And many, um, due to many of the traumas that people experience, there's a tendency in this time and culture, I think, for many people to be disembodied or, or living in some distance from their, their feelings and their bodily sensations. Indeed. Do, do you have a sense of how we can um, trust ourselves and also get back into our bodies? You can start by chanting to yourself. Let us just come up with the exact right words here. My body is a blessing. Just start chanting that to yourself. My body is a blessing. I love my body. And allow yourself to feel that that is true. And if you can't feel that that is true, then you start with, I am willing to love my body. I am willing to know that my body is a blessing. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yes. You start where you start, you start where you can start with a sense of truth about it. Because your whole life you have been lied to. And so you're very sensitive to what is and is not true. And so you've got to grow your ability to trust what you, what you are learning to know is the truth. And the body is essential to knowing the truth and to being able to be guided by the Lord God within you. What do you think? I think that's excellent advice. Carry on then. Um, All right. 
every day. So in the last 16 months, having gone through the global pandemic, uh, so much has changed and so much has um, come up to the surface to be seen, perhaps also to be healed. And I think many of us are grappling with, okay, now what? Um, So I'm wondering if you could give some advice or perspective as to how we can move forward and what we should take from these experiences that we've been through. The first thing to take from the experiences that you've been through is an understanding that your your, um, preferences and style have been shown to you in a way that you've never seen before. Because being forced into a state of um, staying at home, for instance, a lack of typical social interaction has given you information about yourself that is useful going forward. And everybody, the information that each of you individually got was unique to you. And so you've got to assess it. You might do a little bit of of journaling about it to see exactly what you now know about yourself. For some people, they have found out that they loved being by themselves, that they loved being indoors. For some people, it made them slightly insane to not be able to go out and interact with others. And those things are important to understand about yourself and to allow the truth of. Everybody is the same and everybody is unique. It is a paradox that human entities have a little difficulty with because to understand that you share characteristics and and feelings and tendencies and all of those sorts of things and then come face to face with how unique and different you are in the way you express in the things that you prefer, all of that sort of thing, makes it very difficult to integrate yourself with yourself. And so this has been an opportunity, if not for full integration, at least for amazing observation, if you have taken advantage of the opportunity. So the first thing you've got to do is to sit and ask yourself, what have I learned about myself through the course of this period of time? And how does what I've learned about myself provide me with a direction and a path forward to know what my next steps are. And you utilize this breath technique in order to help you ascertain what you want to do, where you want to go, how you want to present yourself going forward. And that is to sit and breathe and ask yourself in the sixth moment, what is important for me to know about me right now? And then you breathe. And you see what comes up and you maybe jot a little note about it and you see how that teaches you more. And then you come up against your fears about how to interact with others based on whatever it is that you're learning about yourself. And that is another question. And these are the ways asking the question, asking the question, you see, Many, many of you have got to get over the idea that if you don't do it all by yourself with your own mind strength and your own physical body strength, then it's worthless. And that is just the opposite of what is true. You can't get anywhere all by yourself. 
you must seek the help of not only those around you, but those within you. Because you have all that you need within you to know what to do and how to do it. You've just got to adjust your thinking so that you can know and trust that it is perfectly reasonable and um, advisable to seek the assistance of what lies within you. Does that help you? Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. And moving forward, I think there's a lot of uncertainty about what kind of a world we're moving into. Ah, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> so much has been shown to be untenable in the world that we have been living in and in need of not just repair, but perhaps complete overhaul. Do you have any words of guidance or, or also, also perhaps hope for us? I mean, I think um, some, some sense about how we can move forward into a world that is more benevolent, more inclusive of everyone. It's going to take a couple of generations to achieve that. However, you begin with yourself. You begin by deciding that compassion and peace are more important than supremacy and competition. And so you make sure that as you go out the door every day, as you enter into your world every day, as you go into the grocery store and the post office and the shops and wherever else you are going, that you have in your heart compassion and peace and that you allow that to come out into the atmosphere and touch orically everything and everyone you encounter. You don't give yourselves enough credit to understand how your psychism, how your emotional state touches and affects everybody you encounter because it's very subtle, because you don't notice it consciously all the time, if ever. So if you can begin by knowing that what you feel, what you want to bring, absolutely touches everything, everybody you encounter, you will begin to spread compassion and peace. You're not being asked to love everybody. That is a silly, ridiculous thing to expect of anyone, except saints. They're really good at it. And you are not saints. You are human. And humans have a lot of baggage and a lot of problems and a lot of side trips that take them off the beaten path all the time. So in that being human, ask of yourself to bring forth as much of the divine as you are able moment to moment and you will begin to effect the change you are seeking competition and greed and power hungriness will never go away but it can be quelled it can be taken over 
by compassion and peace. Make it an intention and remind yourselves of that intention every day and take it with you everywhere you go. Mm. So Thank be you. It. Bless you. Thank you so much. So we leave you with those thoughts, big complicated thoughts that bear repeating and listening to and putting into practice every single day and watching the transformation that you can effect on yourself and for yourself and for the world. Bless you. So be it. Thank you. <sighs> Interesting. That was really wonderful. Good stuff. Yeah, really good stuff. Having done this over so many years and, and received messages like this, how has that changed you as the conscious channel? I think it's softened me and it's also given me a lot more confidence. I used to be painfully shy. My mother used to say, don't look at her cross-eyed, she'll cry. I mean, it was top of a hat, anything and everything. And I was quite sure that nobody wanted me around. And I had no idea how to interact with peers. I was okay with old people, older people, but not my peers. And um, doing this work, I mean, even though I had started coming out of that shell before this started, doing this work has given me more of a sense of wholeness because I allow myself to be guided as a lot of the time uh, by spirit. I go within constantly. I'm always saying, I'm always asking um, what the next step is, what I should be doing, what am I supposed to do with this piece of information? Um, so I'm, I, I feel like I feel like I'm in a really good place of co-creation, and it's it's very and I still have a miserable temper. I mean, I get really furious with people, and I have not completely mastered that. I mean, I don't scream at them and I don't beat them up or anything like that, but I can get pretty pretty pissed off sometimes. Um, so I haven't really mastered that. There are a whole lot of human elements that I may never master. But at least I can recognize that this is an aspect of myself that I don't really want to express all the time. And for the most part, I, I think it has increased my ability to communicate, um, to say to another person. There, I've had people say to me, I love talking to you. Not when, they're, not when I'm in trance, but when I'm me. Um, because it, I guess it's just given me, uh, given me more of me, I think. If people want to find out more about your work and, and possibly experience the guides for themselves, where could they find you? They can find me at my website, um, arianloyd.com, A-R-E-A-N-N-E-L-L-O-Y-D.com. And there's also my Facebook page, which is uh, Ariane Lloyd forward slash soul alchemy channeling. And there's clips on there too. And I think there's a way of getting hold of me. 
And then my email, you can always email me, Ariane, A-R-E-A-N-N-E-4-4 at gmail.com. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Shaman's Notebook today. It's been fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Suzanne Legrand, and you've been listening to the Shaman's Notebook. For more insights and adventures into healing, subscribe below and visit me at suzannelegrand.com. <laughs>